Happy season three, everybody. Listen, we are starting off with a bang. Dr. Sydney Curls, aka Curls for the Girls, came and dropped so many gems, educating us on the importance of the health of our pelvic floor. Not only did she drop gems, she dropped our first sponsor code. So after listening to the episode, make sure you head over to her website, drcurlsforthegirls.com and use promo code GOODSEX to receive 50% off. You heard me, five zero, half, absolutely. 50% off your first virtual pelvic floor coaching session. She dropped so many gems during this episode, and I can't even imagine what it's going to be like to work with her one-on-one. But don't take my word for it. Tune into the episode right now. Hi, I'm Crystal. And I'm Alicia. And we are your hosts of The Good Sex Podcast. We're black Christian women who happen to be counselors. And we model comfortable conversations about sex. Ready or not, proceed with curiosity. Because sex is still God's idea. Welcome back to the Good Sex Podcast. First of all, Happy New Year. Yes, I know it is January 20th, but this is the first time you're hearing me. And by me, yes, I am by myself. Why, you might ask? Well, if you didn't listen to the episode at the end of the year last year, Crystal is on sabbatical. Ah! So, I'm here. And I am here with a very special guest, though. You will get to hear a lot of guests, a lot of guest hosts, um, while she is on sabbatical. But, of course, we waiting on sis to get back here soon. But I got Dr. Cross for the gross. <laughs> <laughs> with me today. Hey. What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> so we have already obviously been chatting. Um, and here's the thing. Before we get into this conversation, because I'm ready. I am ready. Okay. <laughs> I am ready. I'm trying to brace myself for impact. But um, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, all of the fun things. But as y'all know, Crystal normally does this, and so now I'm having to do it. So I got my little my little notepad out, so I can make sure that we ask our guests <laughs> these three questions that we love so much. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Question number one: In one word, what is the central message you have heard from the Universal Church and or Christianity concerning sex? Wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait on the Lord. Hello. <laughs> he will renew your strength. Man. Wait. Why wait? I mean, okay. First of all, that is a very layered word. I use that for a reason because you hear wait to have sex. Mm-hmm. But then behind that is also wait to learn about sex. And wait to learn about pleasure and wait to learn your body and wait to learn your cycle. So then you get married and you like, I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want. This hurts. I'm trying to get pregnant. Why is it not working? I don't even want sex because I don't know how to do it. Oh, God. I feel pressure. So, Doctor Sydney, what? Doctor Sydney, you I'm hit, sorry. You hitting them. It's only two minutes in. I'm me. so sorry. You no 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 don't I'm apologize. I'm done. No 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 no. <laughs> Whew. It's just I'm happy somebody else is saying it because normally it's me tearing them up because why why are we acting like we stuck on stupid and parked on dumb? Well, and as a medical professional, yeah, because put some respect on her name. <laughs> we ain't just calling her Doctor Sydney for no reason. Oh my god, Doctor Cross <laughs> for the girls. Where the girls? Ugh. Listen, we're trying to help the girls out, okay? We are. And if you a man, you need to tell your mom and your sister, your, your nieces, your nephews, your, your wives. wives. Okay? Help them out. Help help them out. Help them out. Okay. Hold, girl, let's just get through the question so we can get to going. Okay. How would you define <laughs> good or God sex? Um, Sex that is shame-free. Mm-hmm. Sex that is intimate. Mm-hmm. And sex that is fun, mm. exploratory, adventurous. Yeah. That's that's good sex and God sex. 
because I feel like that's what God wanted. God don't want us to feel ashamed <sighs> of our bodies. He doesn't want us to not be connected to our partner. He literally made it mm. for connection, intimate mm. connection with your spouse. So somebody cue the organist in the collection plate around. Please, please I got say nails. thank you. <laughs> Weak. Absolutely. Okay. Last question. What compelled you to join this conversation and on this platform? Well, because y'all are doing the Lord's work. Okay. Ah! And I'm just trying to be a part. Come I'm on. trying to be part of that number. Come but on. no, um, I mean, I'm a Christian woman myself. Mm-hmm. I'm also married mm-hmm. and I've had my own struggles mm-hmm. and I have helped so many women that are of spiritual and religious backgrounds that hit the same wall every single mm. time around sex and whether it's just sex or they're struggling because they want to get pregnant yeah. and it's affecting that or it's affecting their marriage. It's just, we have to talk more about it because it's not being talked about properly yeah. in the church enough. Come on. Okay, child, listen, we got it out the way. <laughs> okay. It's Look out the way. It. It's out the way. <laughs> so first I want you to tell the people what exactly you do okay, <laughs> okay. because i keep saying dr sydney's dr curls and they like ah who is this lady okay so dr curls for the girls it is i so i am a pelvic floor physical therapist mm-hmm. i have my doctorate in physical therapy and i specialize in pelvic floor dysfunction mm-hmm. so that looks like a lot of things okay. but um i have tailored my practice to women mm-hmm. and i'm inclusive so all who identify as women people who have vaginas all all of that okay um i do preconception so fertility work mm-hmm. i do prenatal so when you're pregnant helping you navigate through pregnancy and then also preparing you for childbirth mm-hmm. whether it's vaginal or cesarean because you need pt for both and then I also do postpartum recovery again, whether it's vaginal or cesarean, you need that help. So that's what I've niched down to is basically preconception to postpartum. First of all, gather us. Okay. <laughs> because this said whether you have a vaginal delivery or a C-section, you need this. You do. You absolutely do. I have stories for days of people who thought that because they had a C-section, they didn't need the help. They didn't think it was going to affect their pelvic floor. And it absolutely does. Okay. Well, explain why. Why Why does it? Okay. Right? So we all know what a C-section is, right? Yes. Okay. It's a, oh, it's a major surgery, child. Major. Major surgery. And if you think about the pelvic floor, the pelvic floor is the bottom of your core system. Okay. The top is the diaphragm. Mm-hmm. The front is your abdominal wall. Okay. The back is your back muscles. Okay. Anatomy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you're going to cut through and move Ooh, all Jesus. fascia, tissue, muscles, all of that. Uh-huh. And then you're going to sew it all back up. Mm-hmm. So now your abdominal wall is compromised. Mm. so now you're not as strong you already weren't as strong because your muscles got stretched out because you carried a baby but we also moved and cut and moved and cut so okay you're compromised there okay what's likely going to happen to your pelvic floor is going to spasm up on you because that pressure management system has been compromised the pelvic floor is doing so much more work and there is also a major trauma and what is the body's response to trauma to squeeze to hug so you're looking at painful sex. Ooh. You're also looking at leakage because a tight pelvic floor is not strong. It can't hold against that pressure. Wait yeah. a minute. Hold on. Uh-huh. A tight pelvic floor. Is not strong. Is not strong. Yes. That's working against us. Exactly. Okay. Look, y'all, stop doing Kegels. Ooh! I'm so serious. What's, What's the point? wrong? What's the wrong with the kegel? What's the point? You can't have the Benoit ball in the vagina. For what? I don't know. That's what the people had told mm. us. <gasps> so here's the thing about what? that. What? Oh the, God! The pelvic floor, like I said, is part of your core system. Okay. When do you ever just kegel in isolation? Maybe in sex, you might if uh-huh. you're trying to do a trick, which you know, have at it. Uh But in real life, when you're lifting weights, when you're exercising, when you're doing functional activities, you're not just kegeling the kegel. So what's the point of doing that? The better way to strengthen your pelvic floor and the more healthy way to reduce the risk of being too tight Uh is to use your pelvic floor when you're strength training. 
while we exercising. Exactly. Girl, now wait, hold on. It's all about breath control. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because <laughs> I know I'm not the only person. <laughs> I might be the only person in this room who is <laughs> falling apart. Wait. <laughs> so, are Kegels bad? Are we, are we, are we essentially tightening? Like, so just don't do them at all. Like, what? <laughs> I'm stuck. Let me say this. Kegels are not inherently bad. Okay. They are not inherently bad. Okay. And they can be useful when they are given to you by a pelvic floor specialist for a specific reason and you have gone over how to properly do them and what they are for. That being said, that rarely happens when they are going to tell you to just do Kegels. I have not given a Kegel as an exercise in years because there is no point. It's not functional. Instead, what I'll have you do is learn the proper mechanics. That's the other thing. People who do Kegels, Often do them wrong. So then what's the point? You working against yourself. How you do a real Kegel? I'm confused. I mean, don't give them don't give them the stuff for free because we want them to book you because even though she lives where she lives, like she she can be booked and you can have Zoom sessions. Cause I may or may not explore it myself, but that's none of y'all business. Look, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna still tell y'all how to properly do a Kegel and what's supposed to happen when you Kegel, when your pelvic floor contracts. Ooh, you are supposed us. to experience a close and a lift. So you look for the clitoris is supposed to nod down towards the vaginal opening. Okay. The vaginal sphincter needs to contract and close. The perineum should lift. Mm-hmm. The anus should wink. It should all go back down. Child, that's a end. lot of instructions. Yes. And I can almost guarantee that a vast majority of people will only get that anal wink. Because those muscles are easier to grab a hold to. And that's what they're doing. And they're wondering why whatever their issue is isn't getting better. That's why I say, one, it's not functional. And two, you're probably not doing it right. So what's the point? They out here trying to snatch his soul and doing it wrong. Wrong. Oh, man. There's much better ways. Oh. Because if you keep doing that, let's Uh talk about sex. If you get to a point where your pelvic floor is too tight. You're not going to get a good, strong contraction when you try to actually do that. Snatch it so. <sighs> Muscles need proper length. is messed up. Oh, oh orgasm is big messed up. Oh, Lubrication is messed up. Oh, no. The tricks are messed up. Oh, no. You got to start from a lengthened position to be able to get to that shortened position and to make that shortened position worthwhile. I'm, I'm stuck. Because here's the thing, right? So sex therapist here, right? Sex mm-hmm. coach here, right? Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody in none of my programming had told me this. I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> why Why do we not work in tandem? Like, what? What? And that's not a you question. That's just in, in general. I, I'm trying to. That's the thing. I, I'm i trying to work with sex therapists, OBGYNs, midwives, doulas, really psychotherapists in general. Because mm-hmm. a lot of my clients have trauma, whether yeah. it's birth trauma, sexual trauma, general childhood trauma. Yeah. And your pelvic floor holds on to that and presents itself in urinary dysfunction, sexual dysfunction, inability to orgasm, all of that. <sighs> too much <laughs> it's just it's just like part of me is just like i'm grateful to be able to have this conversation mm-hmm. and like this be brought to light but the other part of it is just like this is legitimately sad that people don't know this mm-hmm. like what for why uh, and because you don't want to you don't want to get into <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get into whatever you let me get into. Now here, here's the thing, child. You got free right now. Now, okay. now listen, say say the things, right? Um, <laughs> because you don't want to. This is this is the disadvantage, and I'm a, I'm gonna touch on this, and I'm gonna hop right back off of it. This is the disadvantage of being in a patriarchal system where female um, anatomy, sexuality was demonized and mm-hmm. frowned upon exploring and then 
you just told to lay down, have sex, have a baby, and pleasure is never a center point of the conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just had to say that and get that off my chest. I agree. That's why. That's literally why people don't know about this. Because it ties right back into what you said um, at the top, right? This idea of not only people in the church, right? Like this is worldwide. Mm-hmm. People don't, are not equipped with this information. At all. And so I remember a post specifically of yours that I was looking at where um, y'all should be doing reels for days and it'd be cracking my <laughs> my soul up, okay? There was a reel and you were talking about how you don't have to, um, there are other things that you can try before like IUI, IVF. Oh, yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started on that one. Oh, yeah. And it's really disheartening because those are expensive procedures. Mm -hmm. So why are you not being presented with options that are Mm evidence-based, way cheaper, more gentle on your system before going to the more expensive and more invasive procedures? Right. And it's not that I don't believe in IVF. Yeah. Or I don't believe in IUI. Like, I believe Yeah, it is necessary. It definitely has its place. And I would love to do my work alongside somebody who's getting IVF to increase their chances. Mm-hmm. Because that's also a thing. Mm. Instead of having to do multiple rounds, you could probably just get one. Wow. Exactly. Like, it's all about optimizing your chances. You right. can't guarantee anything, but why not be presented with something that can optimize your chances no matter where you are in your journey? There's so much you could do. So much. But we're not equipped with the information unless someone is to just randomly run across your page or other people within the space that are doing this work. That's it. But I feel like this specific area Mm -hmm. oh dare i say i feel like it's small it's very small okay no no no. it's very small okay holistic fertility work is very small okay um i don't want to say it's new i feel like it's new to the mainstream okay fair like it's getting more attention recently yeah but there is research there Mm. there is research there that shows that it does help with mechanical infertility there Mm -hmm. is research that shows that manual therapy can help with increasing your chances of having a successful ivf Mm. it does help you conceive without ivf Mm. it's there there are articles that show it and i think that part of it yes is the patriarchy but it's also how we teach health in medicine in the u.s oh that's good we we give a very reactive not a proactive approach to everything and a lot of our fertility issues could be improved and dare i say resolved if we took a proactive approach and i'm talking to myself too because i have my own fertility issues and Mm -hmm. i know that when i learned about the fact that I had PCOS, I was in college mm. and I, and I didn't care. Mm. That's, that's the crazy thing. Like I didn't realize how important it was. I didn't realize how monumental it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I just don't get my period. Oh, I just, it's hard for me to lose weight and it's easy for me to gain weight, mm-hmm. Ugh, whatever. And I feel like had I known that like being proactive even then could have helped me now, I probably could have had a child by now. Wow. And Right now, I'm in, like, the more reactive state, and I feel like that's just how we've been taught. Right. And we teach our practitioners that, too. And you have to be a practitioner that, dare I say, thinks for themselves. And goes for the, no, let's get this before. And that's not to say that every institution teaches it that way. But I'm just saying on a large scheme of things mm-hmm. in the U.S., we teach very reactive medicine, reactive health care. Yeah. And it just doesn't serve anybody, but especially women well. 
Does it serve Big Pharma? Oh, what you mean? Okay, I just... Let me tell you about this movie. Uh-oh. Tell called us. The Business of Being Born. I've heard of... I've oh, So it's I've heard of mind. this, but I've never... Okay. It's going to blow Tell us mind. about it. So it just shows you the financial aspect of the fertility and pregnancy world. Yeah. And it gives you insight as to why you don't see these less expensive, less invasive options. It's all a big business. It really is. There is even to the point where, let's say you actually need medical intervention. Yeah. You can get something called an injectable FSH cycle mm-hmm. from your fertility doctor. Costs way less. It's way less invasive. Mm-hmm. They often don't even mention it. They go straight to IVF. Is it because of uh, the efficacy is lower? No. no. Wow. So unless you're like doing research or. Well, hold on. Do you do you know what the efficacy rate is of IVF? Johnny, like 30% or something low. So. Uh-oh. You what you it. mean? Yep. You show right. What you mean? Yeah, that's true. IVF, people are known to have to go through multiple rounds, and IVF is brutal on a woman's body. Yeah, with, like, the brutal. injections. All and, of that. You got yeah. a stem. It's it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Whereas an injectable FSH cycle gives you help on your hormones along your cycle, and you just time intercourse or time an IUI if you need to. Mm-hmm. And that's way less than having to pump your body full of hormones to make you make a whole bunch. Of, it's just. Wow. Okay. I know we're going to learn a lot. Ooh, you are just like hitting us left and right. Okay. Sorry. No, no, no. Because here's the thing. These are the conversations that need to happen. And this is what I want you, the listener, to know. So when I was talking with her. I'm like, okay, this is our purpose. This is what we're trying to do. And she's like, this exactly lines up because I need all women, right? But I mean, the two women who are sitting here right now, we black. We blackly <laughs> black, black, black. Okay. Black. Ain't mixed with nothing but black. <laughs> I mean, maybe somewhere in the genealogy, but we don't know that. We black. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know. I mm-hmm. I ain't did 23 and me or nothing like that. But how Women at at a larger scale are disadvantaged, but black women specifically. Oh, what? Let's talk about it. So you know that black women are pretty much twice as likely to have fertility issues and are way less likely to get help. So what is the evidence what what does the evidence say about that? Why? What do you think? We have we have bias in the healthcare system. Yep. There's <laughs> lots of systemic racism yes so think about where we live mm-hmm. the food that's available to us mm-hmm. let's talk about wages mm-hmm. and how there's a huge wage gap a huge wealth gap so we can't even afford the more holistic or healthier options right so all of that compounds on us and then you talk about the stress that we're under yeah you talk about the trauma that we endure and then you talk about the fact that we often isolate ourselves because mm-hmm. we also feel like, oh, I should be able. Like there was this, there was this very wrong thought for a, a long time, even going back to slavery, mm-hmm. and it does go back to slavery that black women are hyper fertile, we're super fertile, we're super sexual, yeah, you know, whatever. And you you could see that in the media, yeah, and all of that, and that's just not true. Because all you hear is, oh, they just, you know, they, they having babies early or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's really actually not the case. Yeah. Like, we we have a hard time getting pregnant at a higher rate. And we don't get this help because either we're not offered the help, we isolate, or we just don't have access to proper health care. Right. It sucks. It really does. And it puts you at such a disadvantage Um, on top of like the other things. Right. So when we're talking about like you mentioned earlier, PCOS and how black women are most affected. Yeah. Not the only. Right. But most affected 
Yeah. Um, and how that the I remember when that what was that? Uh, one of them hair documentaries where they were saying like the linkages to relaxers. Oh, oh yeah. Back to systemic racism. This European yeah. standard of beauty that we're chasing after caused so much harm to our health. Yeah. And it's having long-term effects on us. It's crazy. Something that's not even seemingly related, right? Mm -hmm. Like something that you're doing with your hair now literally affects your sexual, (laughs) like every sexual health. Correct. Your health health. Because PCOS, if you think about, well, not even if you think about it, but just people should know, black women should know that we are at a higher risk of cardiovascular disease yeah. and metabolic syndrome with PCOS. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. So like you have that risk, but like black women, it's an increased risk. So now it's not, it's not just your reproductive system. It's your literal life. Like, wow. You, we are more affected by the negative effects of PCOS than other people. <laughs> just like want to like fall apart and cry you yeah but because, it also like, makes me mad but go ahead. yeah but because i was just, that's literally what i was gonna say but it also like i just want to like tear some stuff up yeah because it's just like when the deck already feels like as when you're already a marginalized community right as mm-hmm. a woman mm-hmm. and then you add your your race mm-hmm. on top of that mm-hmm. just the implications that aren't necessarily talked about often mm-hmm. until you sit down and have these types of conversations. And then it's just like, well, I didn't know nothing about this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a true disservice. It is a, it is, it's deplorable how we do black women yeah. in, in healthcare. Yeah. It is deplorable. And when you, when you add in, how PCOS is treated mm-hmm. and how you going back to bias, going back to um, not having access to proper healthcare, not even having access to wow. proper healthcare information. Yeah. Then you're just getting put on birth control and they're not really teaching you how to manage. And then you're wondering why you have all these other reactions, not saying birth control is bad. Oh, yeah. Birth control is a thing. It absolutely has its place. Mm-hmm. But there's something to be said about giving people other options to take charge of their health when they have PCOS. Because if you know that black women have a higher chance of having metabolic syndrome or higher risk of metabolic syndrome and cardiovascular disease, Mm -hmm. giving them birth control is not going to help that. Mm -hmm. If they still eating whatever they want to eat, if they don't understand how the food they eat is going to affect their body, if they don't Mm -hmm. understand that even walking is going to help them more than doing a crazy hit workout. They don't understand their cortisol levels. They don't understand how sleep is going to affect it. They don't understand that delicate hormone balance. They're not going to improve. They're just going to be on birth control forever. And what if, And what happens if they don't like birth control or their body rejects birth control? What happens if they want to <sighs> have a baby? It's so much. It's so convoluted. There are so many layers to how black women are mistreated and misinformed when it comes to reproductive health, it is sickening. Yeah. But then there are people like you. Yeah. Who enter. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like we want, we want to make sure that people are aware, but we also want to give hope and optimism. Right. Of course. Because there are people who, who are like you, who are fighting the good fight, trying to get the information out. Yeah. You know, we are trying to join in that fight in whatever way that we can here with this platform. Mm. And so having people like you come on and talk about the different things that they can do mm-hmm. um, is a way to break up what has been the norm. Exactly. Right. So, child, let me let me tell you. all OK, so she has sent me some stuff because I want to make sure we get to all of it. Oh, my God. OK. <laughs> OK. So. I don't know which one you want to start with. Um, Dealer's choice. Do your thing. So let's, I feel like because of the conversation that we have been having thus far, I feel like this would be an easy segue in terms of the link between painful sex and infertility. 
Is that like, is that a good one? That's too? a good one. Okay. Okay. And if you want to talk about it from both the, the PCOS and non-PCOS, like whatever, just give us the things. Okay. <laughs> okay. So painful sex. Let's talk about it. Number one, sex is never supposed to be painful. Say it again for the people in the At back. At any point. If you are having pain with sex, you need to seek help. Okay. Immediately. So that being said, mm-hmm. when you have painful sex, that is often a clue that something else is going on. Mm. your pelvic floor is likely spasming up mm-hmm. why is it spasming up mm-hmm. is it because there's a lot of inflammation in the area why are you so inflamed mm-hmm. do you have endometriosis that can inf- that can impact your fertility okay do you have fibroids okay you know black women are three times more likely to have fibroids than white women uh-huh. so that could be a clue mm-hmm. that you need to get checked out do you have pid Public inflammatory disease. Okay. Where maybe you had a past infection. Uh-huh. Maybe it wasn't all the way taken care of. Because they ain't finished their antibiotics. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Yeah. What What if there's something like that going on and you're just grinning and bearing it through sex and Ooh. it's painful and there's actual hormonal issues yeah. or infections or some kind of inflammation that's happening? That is often the link. And... Aside from that, if you think about how we get pregnant mm-hmm. traditionally, yeah, it's sex, mm-hmm. sperm travels, mm-hmm. fertilizes the egg, mm-hmm. woo woo. <laughs> now, okay, Sinclair, <laughs> woo woo woo. We just gonna you know try and try and keep it as no 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 say all the things no no <laughs> the penis go in the vagina it do <laughs> it do. <laughs> Or turkey basters, however you get down. Well, listen, that ain't none of our business with you in your bedroom. However it's happening. But (laughs) the thing is, you have to have proper blood flow. Okay. In order for anything in your body to work well. Okay. Well, if you have painful sex and your pelvic floor muscles are spasmed up, you're likely not getting good blood flow to the area. Oh, Lord. And you probably also have some restrictions in your abdominal wall. Your abdominal wall and your pelvic floor kind of house mm-hmm. your pelvic organs. Okay. If there's no good blood flow and movement, then your uterus, your ovaries are not going to function at their highest capacity. Mm-hmm. That's where you get something called mechanical infertility because of adhesions, <sighs> scar tissue, restrictions, blocked fallopian tubes, mm-hmm. which that can happen for a bunch of reasons, but- it all comes back to restoring movement and restoring blood flow. Mm-hmm. And once you get that, then you have a higher chance of conceiving. But until that is addressed, uh-huh. you're still going to be having painful sex and the baby might not come. Ooh. And on the on the other hand, mm-hmm. if you have painful sex, you're probably not going to want to have sex. And well, well, if you're trying to conceive, quote unquote, traditionally, mm-hmm. how's it going to happen? Right. And then you come see somebody like me who <laughs> I'm trying to help you, child, but I'm apparently also not fully equipped with all of the knowledge. Lord. We got to work together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know what? I will say that that is one of the things that I learned in my sex coaching program, mm. not not in um, the Masters for Clinical Mental Health, none of that. Mm-hmm. But for the sex coaching program specifically, it's a doctor who actually created it. Mm-hmm. She's an MD. And mm-hmm. she was talking about how once we have finished, how we need to go to OBGYNs and primary uh, PCPs and all these different places to let them know about the services that we have. One, because she even acknowledges the gap in the medical education about pleasure, about all of these different facets outside of reproduction. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that she taught us. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. to, again, hear from your side of the aisle saying like, hey, no, like we really need to reach across the aisle and work together. Mm-hmm. But that's because we have the person in mind. Exactly. Not exactly. the amount of money that we can get. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about thinking about the whole person. Yeah. Like there's something to be said about your mental health. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot to be said about your mental health mm-hmm. and your sexuality. Yeah. Very much. All. A lot. and. Well, I'm sure things overlap in what we learn. We have our specialties for a reason. Mm-hmm. And 
you really have to have a good team mm-hmm. that cares about you as a person right. in order for you to get the highest results. But that also goes back to having the capability to, to pay. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's a lot. It is. <laughs> it really is. But there are things that can be done. Like, I mean, obviously they're not going to get the full shebang if they ain't booking with you, but they can get more information by following you. Of course. And all of that. Like, there are... <laughs> Ciao. Now she be sending these emails out now. <laughs> like do. y'all need to y'all need to make first. We ain't told them where to find you yet. Where where can the people find you? Okay, so <laughs> Instagram uh-huh. at Dr. Curls for the Girls. Um, website is drcurlsforthegirls.com. There is a place for you to subscribe. Mm-hmm. I am upgrading my emails, so they're really gonna be a lot more in depth. Okay. Um, really just exclusive stuff for the subscribers um i have some digital products mm-hmm. on the website we got um an urgent continence e-guide we got a stress incontinence e-guide and i have a fertility journal that okay. is dropping because as we all should know we should be tracking our cycles if we're trying to conceive mm-hmm. and this journal is um Made to help you track mm-hmm. those key things like your cycle day, your basal body temperature, mm-hmm. ovulation hormones, all of that. But it also checks in with you as a person. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are your intentions? What are your goals? What are you eating? What are you drinking? How are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. Um, what are your highs and lows? So that you really take into account who you are and how you're dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Because... If you're doing everything right, but you're stressed out, your body's not going to conceive. Right. It's just not going to. Yeah. You have to make your body feel safe mm-hmm. and ready for a pregnancy. And this journal is meant to help with that. So that's that. <laughs> First of all, because what my question was going to be is how is it different than like these apps out here? But child, you <laughs> gathered me real quick. Didn't even have to ask the question. Ah! Gathered. Okay. It's also digital. So, um, yes. So, first of all, cutting down on waste because yes. we care about the environment. Yes, but um, it's formatted for an iPod, or an, I'm sorry, an iPad. Okay. And um, if y'all have heard of GoodNotes, that app, yeah. that you can put, so it you can put it in GoodNotes. And oh, you can, dope. it's 31 days, so you can reuse it as much yeah. as you need to. Yeah. Okay. Y'all listening? Okay. <laughs> Listen, we be trying to give y'all. I know I typically give y'all like all of the sex stuff and the, the apps you can use to have all of the sex. But if you're trying to conceive and do all of these other things, use those tools in conjunction with her. See, mm-hmm. you see this collaboration that's happening right now. <laughs> okay. So I feel like as you were talking, the, it leads into like, what is sex telling you about your pelvic health? Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, you can learn a lot mm-hmm. from how sex is going for you. Okay. If it's painful, like I said, you're looking at some kind of inflammation, mm-hmm. some muscle spasms, possible infections, possible endometriosis, fibroids, mm-hmm. all of that. Look into it. Possible PCOS, mm-hmm. possible ovarian cysts. Those are two different things. Yeah. So, you might have to get a pelvic ultrasound. Talk okay. to your OBGYN. Um, if you have dryness, mm-hmm. that could be a hormonal issue that also makes sex painful. Yeah. Um, look at your hormone levels. Are, is your estrogen low? Is there a reason why your estrogen is low? Look at that. Get that handled. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not having orgasms, if you have low libido, mm-hmm. um, low desire, mm-hmm. then again, going back to how your muscles are functioning, are they just in a squeeze all the time? Mm-hmm. Are they not letting go? Hold on now, let's park, uh, let's park, because you know everybody be talking about I the low libido, I you got the high libido. So here's what I'll say. So in my world, okay, right, I hate I hate libido. I hate I, okay. I, I just hate hate. Okay, I'm not a car. <laughs> so okay. so we are a lover of Emily Nagowski here. Yes. Uh, oh, you know, you know, Emily. What? Okay, praise God. Um, and so I love now. Yes, it still is car esque, but I just like the way that she describes the accelerators and brakes. Yes. Um, and so how do those ideas kind of like coincide with? I wish y'all could see the face that she's making. <laughs> <laughs> because do you know how much I talk about that? 
No, but I love that you do. What I when I have people that tell me I can't orgasm, I don't want to have sex, I have low desire, I'm this, I'm that. I have them go through those worksheets. Yes. Because I can get you to actually sometimes I can't get you to relax your pelvic floor Mm -hmm. until you address that mental work. Come on. So you have to get that mental work done either before or during in order for us to be successful in therapy. And so you need therapy for therapy. You do. Mm. I ask them when I first see them, are you in therapy? Wow. Do you have a mental health professional? Because people tell me all the time, this is triggering. Yes. Wow. Yes. Like when I had somebody do a pelvic floor exam, Uh I had them do their own exam. We were doing a virtual session. Uh And she was like, I was so emotional. Like I was, I just did not expect that I was so emotional. And it's that whole thing. If you ever read the book, The Body Keeps Score. Yep. It's it's that thing where we hold on to so much. Yes. And she, in particular, had a very traumatic birth experience. Mm. So her pelvis is just holding on to all of that trauma, all of that stress, all that mm-hmm. emotion. So to be able to touch that space and get it to release, her body's releasing it. Wow. And it's necessary. Yeah. Because the more you hold on to that, the more wound up and tight and just dysfunctional you get. <sighs> Are y'all catching all of these things? <laughs> I feel like I need to channel Krista. This is the stuff that the peoples need to know. <laughs> Shout out to Crystal. Man, Crystal, where you at? I we know. miss you. We definitely miss you. This is, this is, wow. Like, and listen, we have, we have listeners who are of all belief systems, orientations, all of the things, right? Yeah. And so I'm going to just speak from my standpoint, as y'all know, as the black married Christian woman. When we were talking about how intricately we are made. For me. Mm-hmm. There is there is no big boom theory that makes sense to my brain of how intricate all of this is, how interconnected all of this is. Mm hmm. Like, this is not happenstance. This, it just, like, hearing all of this, it just, it just really make you be like, ooh. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> would you be, would you be surprised to know that weakness in your posture muscles in your spine can contribute to your pelvic floor being out of way? Girl, first of all, I'm sitting poorly as we speak. Oh, yeah. Don't do this. I'm so sorry. That's because you are shorter than I, and I'm struggling in this chair. How you gonna put me out? I'm so, I mean, you are. Because <laughs> my back hurt, child. Trying to yeah. <laughs> that makes a difference in your pelvis. Wait, 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 wait. Your posture. Your posture. Huge. We talked about the pressure management system. Yes. We talked about how your back muscles are part of your core system. I just sat straight. I want y'all to know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're like this, if you're slunched slumped over uh-huh. you're putting a lot of pressure on your pelvic floor <laughs> your pelvic floor has to respond to that either it's going to respond or it's going to fail so it's either going to get super tight oh i'm gonna pee on myself oh is that what you just said <laughs> now that is very extreme no i understand but that's what's happening right like you're you're putting a lot of pressure and it's either going to respond by getting really tight mm-hmm or it's going to respond by failing. And that doesn't happen immediately. Oh, it's over time. Yeah. Lord. People be like, oh, I don't know what happened. No, I know exactly what happened. Your hips are weak. Your glutes are weak. <gasps> your abs are weak. Your <gasps> back is weak. You sit terribly. <gasps> we have to fix that. First of all, Dr. Curls, you ain't got the cuff us like this. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> be yourself. But, <laughs> but, but, but. I feel like I'm taking the shots for everybody. (laughs) Lord have mercy. Oh my gosh. Okay. What else is connected child that we didn't know? Our posture. Your jaw. My jaw? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with my jaw? So there's a direct fascial line between your jaw and your pelvic floor. Girl, what the heck is a fascial line? (laughs) 
<laughs> somebody, somebody tell her speaking English. Somebody tell her speaking English. <laughs> so fascia is connective tissue. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying my face muscles or something. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's connective tissue and we are covered in fascia. Okay. And when fascia is tight, we can have a lot of problems. Okay. Especially in the abdominal wall. Hello, uh, digestive issues, hello, oh. reproductive issues, okay. to the mechanical infertility. But if you think about the the fascial line from the jaw to the pelvic floor, it's like proven. There's articles, whatever. Uh-huh. So when you clench your jaw, mm-hmm. your pelvic floor tightens up. Try Girl, it. Try it. I don't want to do it. You should. I don't be doing. I don't clench my jaw. <laughs> I sleep with my mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> not all time, but you know. I, I don't know if I can, am connected. If I'm not sure, I, do I got to like press? Yeah, like. Oh, it. see, you see, you see, I was just closing my mouth. <laughs> you was just, just being cute with it. She's scared. It's I, fine. Yes. <laughs> Y'all heard that St. Louis come out of her? <laughs> From the loot and we proud. Okay, go ahead. Um, But yeah, so. Oh my gosh. Did you see it? You <laughs> see, you just did it. See, she just did it. So. <laughs> When people have TMJ, uh huh. Oh well, I'm gonna say for people who don't know what TMJ. Oh, is. I'm sorry. Uh, oh Lord. Mm-mm. Temporal mandibular joint syndrome. Oh, girl, I thought it was gonna be something easy. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it basically was... a, your jaw is messed up. Yeah. People often have pelvic pain because of that direct fascia line because their pelvic floor is so tight. When I'm working on people huh. or having them work on themselves, uh-huh. and I say, hey, like unclench your jaw like open your mouth Mm -hmm. i immediately feel a release yes that's interesting and they do too Mm -hmm. same thing with your toes if you think about your toe uh-huh you heard of toe curling sex yes okay that's a thing right because when you crunch your toes right your pelvic floor contracts girl so if you are trying to release if you let your feet kind of splay and like relax Uh you get more of a relaxation that's because of where if you've heard of the homunculus it's basically like how um our motor centers are mapped on our brain uh-huh. the feet are close to the pelvic floor yeah <laughs> i don't know if, if you a new listener here or not but back in season whichever one it was uh we talked to dr Lindsay, and she's a family uh family medicine doctor and she was saying how she saw someone like you. I was telling her this offline. I just figured I'd, I'd clue y'all in. Yeah. This is why we wanted to bring her here. <laughs> um, we, even though Chris was on sabbatical, she's on the back end. She still wanted her here. Ah, I'm honored. Yes, yes. We Obviously, we talk about everything. Um, <sighs> Lord. Yeah. Your I didn't realize. Okay. So, can are you because you okay so what you said was if i have people do the work themselves or if i am doing it mm-hmm. so this is different than sex bod in terms of have you ever heard of sexological body work no tell me more no okay so we are also fans of sex love and goop here okay and so darshana okay first of all sex bod can only be done in california okay that's why I asked. Oh. See, you see where I'm going now? I was I like, no, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um on the episode, it was so it's a lesbian couple. Okay. One um one of the partners, like, um, penetration hurt. Uh-huh. And so it's gloved. Like yeah, yeah, all yeah. of the, all of the things, right? Yeah. But like she's asking, uh, consenting to touch every step of the way, and it's her way of dealing with the sexual trauma. Okay. In an actual physical way. Yes. Now you are gonna have to tell me after you watch it what you think. Okay. This sounds like down training her nervous system slash like habituation training. Which is kind of the same thing as downtraining her nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm gonna have to look into it. So why are you looking like that? Because I just I'm I'm so <laughs> curious. Yeah, um, I have to look into it. So maybe this will illuminate it more for you. So okay. when I say doing work on people, uh-huh. so I am a physical therapist, mm-hmm. and when I am in person with people and they have issues like this, I work as a pelvic floor physical therapist. So my focus is on 
the muscles, the neuromuscular connections, the fascia. Is that inside or outside? Both. Okay. Both of them. I just, I want people to be clear what we're talking about. Both of them. Okay. So let's say somebody comes in and they want a pelvic floor exam or they need a pelvic floor exam. Mm -hmm. So if we have time, because oftentimes we run over, but if Mm -hmm. if we have time, I do want to see their posture. I want to see them stand on one leg. I want to see them do a squat. I want to see if there's any movement deviations Mm -hmm. because that's going to affect their pelvic floor Mm -hmm. because the pelvic floor also is a deep stabilizer. Mm -hmm. So if your outer muscles are lacking, you're putting so much more work on your pelvic floor. So I got to see that first. Yeah. (laughs) So then we do the, um, the pelvic floor exam and we start by just observing. Yeah. And I say, Hey, do a Kegel for me. And and now I that look, y'all know how to do proper kegels. Hello. Okay. I'm looking for that. <laughs> did it did it actually do uh-huh. all the things? Did you release? We do the rest of the um external work, kind of just asking to bear down, whatever. And then yeah, you glove up, you lube up, and you insert a finger mm-hmm. and you assess the muscles. And there's three layers of muscles. You assess all three layers. Mm-hmm. You do a muscle test mm-hmm. looking for strength, endurance, power, and relaxation, mm-hmm. coordination. And then you treat what you find. So I will have my finger in people's vaginas mm-hmm. manually releasing trigger points. Wow. Mm-hmm. And if I'm working with a virtual person, I teach them how to do it. So they're my hands. Wow. And there are tools like pelvic wands that mm-hmm. make it easier. Is that the little purple thing? Yeah. 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 See, yeah. I'll be all in the content. I'll be- <laughs> I'm trying to just share with other people. Yes. Okay? The, the purple thing. The, yeah. the pelvic wine is <laughs> gold. It has escalated. Not escalated. It is upgraded mm-hmm. my virtual practice because people can get to those deep muscles that only I would be able to get to if I was there. Wow. So now they can treat themselves with my help. Child. I hope y'all, I hope y'all be grateful for the resources that we be, we be bringing <laughs> to y'all. Child. Okay. So we talked about preconception, being pregnant, postpartum. What are like, if you, if what are like, like, this is my top one, two things of each, each area. Okay. It can, is that, is that a thing? Can you do yes, that? Okay, of great. Of course. Of course. Okay. Preconception. Start tracking your cycles immediately. Okay. So that you can see if there's any um, dysfunctions or something going off with it so Mm -hmm. that you can get it addressed medically if need be. What's off me? So let's say you're tracking your cycles Mm -hmm. and what if you have a very short luteal phase or what if your luteal phase is very long Mm -hmm. or what if your periods are only like a day and they're very light or what if they're very, very heavy and Mm -hmm. they're very long? Things like that can be indicative of hormonal issues. Okay. And it would prompt you earlier if you knew that mm-hmm. to go to your OBGYN, get those day three labs taken and mm-hmm. see where your hormones are at and see what you can do to start getting them to level out and get to a more normal cycle. Okay. So that's one thing. Start tracking your cycles now and just keep note of patterns. And then if you notice that um, something is off, then talk to your OBGYN. Okay. The second thing would be to work on increasing your mobility and your blood flow in your pelvis. That means you need to be stretching. Mm. You need to be doing manual work on your abdominal wall if you haven't already. You Mm -hmm. need to be foam rolling. You need to be um, stretching your back, working on your back, your glutes, your hips, your... um, your inner thighs, all of that has to be really mobile in order mm-hmm. for us to have optimal blood flow to the pelvis. Okay. I'm going to do three. The, okay. third, <laughs> Girl, the third one is nutrition. Okay. Nutrition hey. is huge. Infertility. I can have fried chicken and, and fried green tomatoes. It's about balance. Yeah. Okay. Don't eat it every day. Why not? Girl. Um, I'm trying to help the people. <laughs> I'm largely pescatarian, so it's fine. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Look, it's it's a struggle for me too, but like what you eat really does affect your hormones. Yeah. And you need your hormones to be in sync and balanced and moving well in order for you to conceive. Yeah. So if you eat and fry food every day, you're constantly in a state of inflammation and your body is not going to feel safe to conceive. Mm. And those hormones are not going to respond well mm. because your body's trying to fight that inflammation. Okay. For pregnancy, 
you need to strength train. Okay. It is honestly strength train before you get pregnant, but mm-hmm. really strength strength train in pregnancy because your body's under a lot of demand mm-hmm. and it is constantly, constantly, constantly changing as as well as your hormones. So making sure that you're strong mm-hmm. is really going to help you succeed as far as your mobility, as far as your pain levels, and as far as labor and delivery. But Dr. Curls, I be throwing up all the time. Okay. We can get you some medicine for that from your OBGYN. <laughs> For, for, for real. Yeah. No, and no, yeah. there are vitamins, like people take B12, I think, for mm-hmm. um, nausea when they're pregnant and mm-hmm. they do well. But it's also about finding ways that work for each person. Yeah. So if you find that you have really bad morning sickness, okay, well then maybe you feel good at night. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a little five minute something just to burn your glutes and that's going to help. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Like, nice. it's not how you think it. You don't have to go to the gym every day. You don't okay. have to be in the gym for an hour. Got it. But you just have to strength train Got it. in a way that is safe and feasible for you. Okay. And then when you're pre- preparing for childbirth, stretch your hips as much as you can mm-hmm. and focus a lot more on learning ways that help you open your pelvic floor up mm. if you're planning for a vaginal birth mm-hmm. if you're planning a cesarean you need to get your abdominals nice and strong but also increase the blood flow so that you have less chance of severe adhesions and scarring because oh. if you go in super tight you're going to be even tighter. If yeah. you go in strong and flexible, you're going to feel a lot better. You're going to do a lot better in recovery. Okay. Postpartum. This is a lot. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Um, postpartum. Take your time, man. Yeah. They going to they gonna say, oh, you can have sex at six weeks. Absolutely not. I would, I would, yeah, no. Because <laughs> think about this. If you had a vaginal birth. Mm-hmm. Let's say you didn't tear. Mm-hmm. Let's say everything went well. Mm-hmm. Everything was great. You still had a seven, eight, nine pound baby push through and stretch out a very small area. Mm-hmm. It is meant to stretch, but it's still a lot for your body. Right. Your hormones are also still coming down. If you're breastfeeding, mm-hmm. your hormones are really in flux. Right. You are probably, if you're, if you're breastfeeding, you probably have low estrogen. You don't have to rush back into sex. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on right now with your body. Mm-hmm. Your body is still healing. Even if nothing went wrong, your body is still healing. Yeah. So see a pelvic therapist first. See how it feels to have an exam done. Mm. And then go slow. You can ease back into sex. Mm-hmm. And I've done this with people where I teach them, like, do this first by yourself as your partner. And for this part, do these worksheets. Mm-hmm. Figure out where your brain is now because it changed. Right. Now that you have a baby. And work your way up to whatever your goal in sex is, mm-hmm. but give yourself a year. You don't That's have Chris, to. did you just say you want me to have no sex? I didn't say that. Okay. I, I just, said give yourself a year. Okay. Do what that mean? That <laughs> I just want to make sure. I feel, <laughs> I feel like the people had blinked and blank no. stared at you. How I had blank stared at you. No, 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 no. <laughs> it doesn't mean don't have sex. Okay. If you feel like you're up for it at six weeks, by all means, do your thing. Okay. But- there is a pressure for people to have sex at six yes. weeks. There we go. And there are a lot of people that don't feel ready at six weeks, don't yeah. feel ready at 12 weeks, and they push through it and it actually makes them worse mm. because now they have this negative association of sex with pain. Right. And then it makes them have painful sex for even longer. Right. So I'm saying give yourself up to a year because it does take up to a year for you to fully heal. Right. That doesn't mean don't do any kind of activity. Do what you're feeling comfortable with and right. get help right but give yourself that time if you need it you said a whole lot of things in a small amount of time i'm sorry man no please don't do not be sorry child <laughs> is why i need the book okay yeah man book me. book book her okay <laughs> she told y'all where to find her tell them again just in case yeah. they weren't paying attention so instagram dr curls for the girls that's where all the you know free content is that, your whole, is that the whole handle yeah dr curls for the girls it, I, child, I don't know i follow you already so i, <laughs> I don't be looking <laughs> um the instagram i'm sorry the what the website is dr curls for the girls.com again subscribe to the website that's where all the emails are coming mm-hmm. but i also have my digital products and then you can book me there as well so if you're in california you can do virtual physical therapy if you're in la 
I do home visits and mm. virtual physical therapy. If you're not, if you are, because, you know, y'all are based in Kansas City. So if you're anywhere in the nation or the world, I do offer virtual one-on-one pelvic wellness masterclasses. Mm-hmm. And those are, again, completely virtual, but it's just me and you. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you all the gold standard information mm-hmm. and I'm answering your questions. Mm-hmm. It's just an hour of me and you really just like power packing it in. And some people do follow-ups. Some people don't need follow-ups, but it's really meant to just equip you with the information you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the people here were in Kansas City, can't, you can't be their therapist. No, I cannot be your physical therapist. No, because Boo. I'm licensed in California. I just wanted to make it clear. I knew the answer to the question. Yeah. But I had to make sure that the people had understood yeah. what you had said. The, yeah. The way physical therapy licensing works, we don't have a nationwide license yet or even like a comp. Well, there's a compact, but I'm not part of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm only licensed in California. So all I can do nationwide is the master classes yeah but if you're looking for fertility work or fertility coaching mm-hmm. i do offer virtual fertility coaching i can do that nationwide and worldwide as well mm-hmm. but if you want the in-person that's gonna have to be in california or la because we with the palm trees sis all right so you ain't have to do that to us <laughs> we know it's cold here okay okay you didn't have it's to remind us. I got layers on layers Child, on. you ain't have to you ain't have to remind <laughs> us like that listen i hope i hope Y'all play this again and again and again. And that you sit up straighter every time. <laughs> <laughs> that you sit up straighter uh-huh. every time that you listen to it. Uh-huh. This was like invaluable information. So thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We would fun. have you anytime. <laughs> Hopefully next time Crystal is here. Yeah. <sighs> guys, guys, follow us. Yeah. After you after you go to Instagram and you like her page, Dr. Curls <laughs> for the Girls, first of all, why are you not already following us anyway? Follow right. us at the Good Sex Podcast. That's T H E E G O O D Sex Podcast. That's on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to be a guest, if you have feedback, first of all, subscribe, rate and review. Second of all, email us at connect at the good sex podcast. That's T H E E good sex podcast.com. I will see you on the next one. Okay, bye. Bye, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the good sex podcast. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. The podcast is available on all major streaming platforms, so make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review so that other people can find the content just like you did. Also, don't forget to follow us and engage on Facebook and Instagram at The Good Sex Podcast. See you in the next episode!